Hello, and welcome to Talk Tales, a comedy podcast exploring stories from behind and beyond the bar. We're your hosts, I'm Shauna. And I'm not Matt. Oh, shit. What do we got here? <laughs> Hi. Oh, my God. This is a really cool episode. We got Adele in the house. What's up? Filling in for the infamous Matt, who still exists. Who still exists. He just uh, had something else to do better. Yeah. Something well, better to do. You, I mean, it's bartender roles, you know? Yes, Talktail still is bartender roles. Like, better work comes gig. first. Better work pa- does he come has first. a better pancake. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're bartending. Whatever gig pays more, that's where you're going. That's so, exactly where yeah. you have to go. Work work comes first and whatever pays better is where he's gonna be. So that's where he's at. Thank goodness. And we love him for it. Yeah, I mean I'm sure tonight he's gonna be so sad wiping his tears with ten dollar bills. Oh, maybe twenty, maybe hundos. You might get some hundos. I hope so. I hope he gets hundos. Matt, I hope you make so much money tonight. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Adele, uh, what do you got going this week? Anything interesting? Got any good stories happening? I mean, yeah, every week there's good stories happening. I don't know. I guess this week was a week that it kind of tests my ability to judge people by their behavior. Oh, um, which is something that all bartenders have to do. I think you know where's the line between creepy and not creepy, appropriate and inappropriate. I mean, there's you're extremely on the end. There's going to be a very hard line. Flirting and a bone, giant boner. Yeah, you never know. It's like yeah, you know, like jerking off into a cup. Maybe not it's acceptable. Weird. It's weird. But also, like, spending, you know, seven hours in the corner in a bar not talking to anybody, is that considered inappropriate? Probably not. But if you do it every day. I think by definition, I would not say it's inappropriate. I would say it's maybe somebody who's not into, like, talking to other people. Right. likes to keep themselves. But, yeah, you say every day now. Every day. Which, honestly, doesn't bug me because this person, super low-key, super, like, respectful, polite, whatever... But then social media comes into play. Dun, dun, dun. So, guys, if you're geolocating your post, a lot of people can see them. And I realize that's the goal of a lot of people. But when I geolocate my own fucking bar and see what people are posting, and I see posts that you've made over and over and over again, but really weird shit referring to your bartenders... And your bar manager, it's when the line gets drawn, I think. And it was one of those occasions where, as a bar patron, this person was completely harmless and really cool and really friendly, quiet and reclusive in a way. But then it started getting inappropriate with social media. And that's something that maybe that didn't happen in my bar. Like, it's not something that I witnessed. So, you know, I'm not to judge that, but it's... Hold on. So this person who was kept to themselves at the bar that you work at, for the most part, seemed harmless. Somebody saw something that he's posted on social media that had to do with you guys at the bar. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Not to get super specific about it, but it made some people uncomfortable. Not sorry. similar, but not social media related. More so of a guest that I had this week, actually, that was really, really interesting to me, but in a really antisocial, awkward way. (laughs) Like what you were saying about the guest you are talking about. This dude was pretty amazing. He came in with a, a sign of Wonder Woman, a Atari shirt, and um, had a cell phone and headphones. He ordered a Jack and Coke at noon, appropriate. And um, done that before. Yep, yeah, yeah, fully. Single. Yep, and uh, <laughs> and sucked it down like I was like, 
damn okay cool let's do this and so he's like i'll have another i'm like all right cool and then after the second jack and cokey guy he stuck his headphones on did a little hand touching on his phone a little doop, 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 doop. and then next thing you know he's on the phone in his headphones but holding his phone in his hands he starts talking game 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 like like non-stop talking and ordering more and more jack and cokes more and more jack and cokes so we're like I'd say we were into about three hours, maybe two and a half hours. And he's about, I think he's on his like seventh Jack and Coke, something like that. And he's like really loud. Right. And it's like the conversation he's having in his headphones with this person on the other line is getting louder and louder and louder as we're going. And at no point is he ever talking to me, making eye contact or anything. He's just giving a signal for another Jack and Coke, you know, with this really like routine of something was very serious and amazing happening on this conversation you know and as this is like going longer and longer and longer it's like right in front of my computer that I work on and I'm start listening to what he's talking about because I'm like this is getting interesting you know and so I start listening to what he's talking about the conversation is so consistent that there's no way that there's a person on the other line because there's no like pauses in between Aww. you know what I mean it's a boss I don't even think no I think it's maybe it's like a social possibly it was a social awkwardness of like being by himself drinking at the bar that he didn't want to feel um like he was just drinking at the bar maybe he felt like it was in the cafeteria eating by himself in school see I, I'm not 100% but as I was listening to him I was like I don't think there's somebody on the other line I'm like I Really well, maybe don't. the person on the other line has a real drinking problem and is drinking double Jack and Cokes. So he's passing the fuck out. So he's just like, are you with me, Tony? Yeah. yeah, he's just checking. Maybe he's just got a yes guy. So everything yeah. he's saying is just like, yeah, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Thanks totally. Spot on, dude. Spot on. I got a handle of Jack here. Dude, whatever the case was, it was so interesting. But he was getting so loud from the, the you know, drinking of the Jack and Cokes. And... At the very end, I'm like plugging something in the computer. And I hear him go, "Yeah, man, yeah, man. I, uh, well, I gotta go. You know, I gotta go. Yeah, it's good talking to you. And I, and, you know, it's, uh, we'll we'll connect soon, and we'll talk about this game and da 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 da. And uh, and I'm like, oh, he's getting off the phone. And so I was like, this is gonna be interesting. And so he, this is like, I'd say three hours into it, and he takes his finally takes his headphones off. He's standing up to leave and he like looks at me. I'm in the middle of the bar, probably like 10 feet away from him. He goes, I wasn't being too loud, was I? And I was like, this is the only interaction we had. And I'm like, no, man, you're cool. It's all good. And he goes, he seemed a little concerned about it. And he's like, okay, well, I just want to make sure because when I drink, I get really loud. And I'm like, no, man, you're totally fucking cool. It's all good. I saw like a bit of a hesitation with him. He was about to leave, but then he like stopped and he like reached into his pocket and he was like you know what i know i was too loud this is a tip for you uh for putting up with me thank you so much and he put a fucking 20 on the bar i was like no way dude come no and be loud to my bar any day of the week <laughs> i know this what i said i was like anything less than 20 eh, 20 dollars boom i'm like i'll, I'll see you tomorrow <laughs> He had like the dude that like I was, I was questioning the entire situation ended up t- completely making my day. I was like, that dude's rad. And then he walked out with his Wonder Woman poster and uh, Atari shirt and just like went on about his day. My if you don't give somebody, that yeah. is, it's up to you, the patron, to fuck this situation up. Yeah, I'm gonna give you so much rope, especially if it's like that kind of situation where it's like 
noon. Right. <laughs> it's not like you're four deep at the bar. And I don't have a bouncer. <laughs> exactly. So it's just like, like this let's, is a let's, let's see where this goes. And when you this cross that game. line, yeah. whatever that line is, then we can rectify it. But maybe you won't. And it'll just be like a little quirk I'll have in the corner here to keep me company for two and a half, three hours and then drop me a 20. Now that we are hearing this voice, I really want to introduce our guest actually right freaking now. Because why not? Tonight, today, this morning, uh, this evening, depending. Yeah, it's a mystery. I I don't know when you're listening. I have no idea when you're listening to this. I don't know your schedule. Are you a bartender? Are you not? Are you a, a caretaker? Do you, you have insomnia? Are you like, cleaning your house? Yeah. Maybe washing the dishes? I don't know what you do. Maybe you have sex to this? That's cool, too. <laughs> I uh, okay, if you have sex to this podcast, uh, if we turn you on, we need to have a good discussion because that's <laughs> a problem. Uh, we're going to have to have a discussion about that. If Actually, no, I don't want to have that discussion. You go talk to your therapist. Talk to your therapist. Uh, but let's, let's get this introduction. We have an incredible bartender, somebody who did not grow up in the United States, but has lived in the United States for some time, and we'll probably get into that, and somebody who works in a bar, who's a bartender, who is taller than me, and his name name is Colm Cunningham. Hello, world. Again, before we go any further, thank you very much for having me. Oh, absolutely. Great tamales, great sunset. Dude, pleasure is all ours. I like how your husband fucks off on Tuesdays for a movie. It's like a routine. It's great. He he hates it. He's like, he leaves, comes back. He's done so many episodes now, he's like, I gotta go and see fucking Solo. God (laughs) damn it. (laughs) Giving that franchise too much money over the years. Seriously, he's like not happy about it. No. He loves you. He That's should, important. Well, you should start like a new hobby. I don't know, like uh, bocce, bocce ball. <laughs> he should go play chess with an old man at a park. We got talking about taco trucks, and he was very excited. Oh, okay. So I, I pointed him in the right direction with a truck that's not too far from here, and he was like, "Fuck!" Which one, Arisa? Flaming Taco. Taco Zone. What? <laughs> yeah, bitches. What the hell is? Outside the Vaughns, bitches. By the, tacos in LA. No, the oh, one. I know what you're talking about. By like, yeah. Oh, I haven't yeah. been there. Is that place bomb mm, or what? Bomb, out of control bomb. Dude. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank, thank you, you for, for being, being here. here. Not a problem. Jinx. Uh, okay, so we always give our guests this option. You are allowed to introduce where you work if you want to promote where you work, or you can leave that anonymous. It's up to you. I work in a few places. Um, one I will mention because it's the best is the Shrine Auditorium. If you ever go to a show at the Shrine, hit us up. It's dope. I saw um, PJ Harvey there. Yeah, there And you it go. was fucking rad. Yeah. It was it's, so cool. It's one of those great, um, you appreciate the job so much when you get to see and like, you know, sneak in to see like, you know, like Radiohead, oh, totally. Bob Dylan, Dude, Willie no Nelson. These are shows that you work. Oh, yeah. Like it goes on and then you go and you've got like four nights of raves. Right. But it was worth it. Honestly, I've always said that if I was to work another late night bar job, besides the one I have now, I would exclusively want to to be at a music venue. I would absolutely fucking love to work at a music venue. I've met... 500 people tonight. I know none of your names. I don't I care. I see you again. Yep. There's no tabs. Yep. See you later. Have a great time. This is awesome. We're all here for music. We're not here oh, yeah. for to, for you to judge my no. fucking old-fashioned making and, skills. And, what, and what's good about that venue is I have this thing about, and I'm sure you're the same. If I go out to see a show, I've got money in my pocket. If you are trying to charge me $15 for a 12-ounce cup of some bullshit, 
I might have one drink just because I need a drink. And that's it. And that's it. Yeah. You charge me a reasonable amount of money. I'm going to have a for few. For a reasonable amount. Like, and I get the whole thing of, you know, it's like buying popcorn at a movie theater. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you go to see a show. You go to see fucking Radiohead. Your 24-ounce beer will be 14 bucks. But right. you know what? Right. That 24-ounce beer would probably be more than 14 bucks if you go to a nice bar in downtown LA. That's true. Yeah. So, like, you know, we're not here to fuck you. That's cool. Yeah. And then I work at a very busy bar within amongst a group that uh, if you go back actually to Danny's episodes, I work with Danny. You can figure out where I work. <laughs> oh, there you go. And then I also work at a little, cocktail, a little cocktail bar out in Burbank that just opened up. Um, I'll just say it's between Trader Joe's and Ikea. You'll figure Ooh. it out. Now. But Navigate. again, very nice. I just don't like, you know, I'm just not into that kind of... Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm I mean, more, I'm more, I'm more organic. Like, figure out, figure out where I work. You'll figure right. it out. Getting back to where your, you know, origins of bartending come from. Did you you start bartending in the states here? And no, where, no, no. Oh, yeah. No, let's no, get no. into this. So I was born and raised in Dublin. Uh huh. Um, the legal drinking age in Dublin is eighteen. Okay. Well, when I, when I was fifteen, I'm just around the around the radio. Uh, I'm six four. And I'm basically smaller now, size-wise, than I was when I was 15, 16, because I played a lot of sports. Uh-huh. And I could also rub a newspaper into my face. You can have a list of them. But basically, it was no, like, standardized ID. And like, any of the college IDs, they were just basically a piece of paper that somebody had laminated that somebody had typed on. There was no, like, hologram. Right. There was no strip to... Th- Put in a machine. It was no nothing. If you had a printer access, you could do something. Pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. So from sixteen, I was going out. I got barred for the first time on my eighteenth birthday from a club I went to for two years because I actually brought my real passport. Uh. <laughs> and they were like, "Hey, what's up, Connor?" I'm like, "Surprise! It's Colum." And they were like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, it's "Funny, right?" And they were like, "This isn't funny, dude." Yeah. Um, so, I want. I need to do something real quick because mm-hmm. we've have been sipping on some stuff tonight, Delicious. and I yeah, like I just realized it that we didn't do this yet, and my mouth is all alive from the whiskey we've been drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, since we have our mistress and host happening in the same place, time of the universe, Adele, would you like to let everyone in the listening world of podcast land know what we're drinking? Uh, yeah, so today we have an awesome sponsor. We have an amazing whiskey, a rye whiskey as a sponsor. I'll get into the specific whiskey in a bit. But what we're drinking today is a, is a slight variation of a, an old-fashioned. You have your stiff, sweet, and bitter. We have some rye whiskey. We have half an ounce of pear-infused honey. And then we have some lime bitters. So very simple. Um, the lime bitters definitely brightens it up a little bit. The honey is just just enough to sweeten it, but not overpower the spirit itself. And the reason why we chose to have such a simple cocktail today is because of today's sponsors. Because what a treat! Uh, today we are drinking Whipsaw Rye Whiskey. Remarkably smooth yet perfectly spiced rye, crafted from a blend of whiskeys up to seven years old and finished in seasoned oak wine barrels, which previously held Cabernet Sauvignon and Pinot Noir. For all the wine nerds out there, you'll love this whiskey. I know Shauna does. She loves oh, wine dude, and whiskey. Straight up. I love wine and whiskey. And this whiskey is freaking awesome. Well, for rye specifically, it's super round, super like rich. And 
this juice is made up of 70% rye, 21% corn, and 3% malted barley. A decadent and complex flavor profile of citrus, caramel, and butterscotch layered with baking spices with a touch of ginger. This baby is silky smooth with a lingering spice finish. Whipsaw, go get one. And thank you so much, Whipsaw, for being our sponsor of the podcast today. Seriously, what a treat. Even a great gift, dude. Like, you got a whiskey lover in your life? Some of all this. Bomb as fuck. Bomb as fuck. So yeah, thanks, Whipsaw. You're killer. Thanks for supporting our podcast. We love you. You're a whiskey drinker, yes? I used to be a whiskey drinker. Oh, yeah. No, he's a mezcal drinker. Yes. My uncle, so my... A bunch of my family members own bars in Ireland. Shocker. Um, <laughs> one of them happens to be in Middleton, about 400 yards from the front gate of the Jameson Distillery. And uh, yeah, then I moved to the States and didn't drink any liquor for a long time. And then moved to LA. And then I met this gentleman from Oaxaca <laughs> uh, ah. at a restaurant I worked at when I first moved here, who I basically recognized his mastery of his art of barback uh server assistant just like the glue the fucking gorilla glue i saw this guy work for about two hours i turned to my manager and i said hey i know i've only been working here for two weeks but let me just tell you something this motherfucker over here you do everything to accommodate him because he's doing the job of two to three people wow and the guy was like really i was like no really he was like all right cool so then he recognized the fact that I had gone out of my way a little bit. Well, not really. Mm-hmm. To be like, look after this guy because he was working two jobs. Right. It was in like kind of an awkward spot to get to. He was on the car. And um, long story short, about two or three weeks after the fact that he'd been kind of told that the company were like super fucking happy with him. And he was like, the pup's nuts. He said to me, he was like, what did you have to do with this? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Roman, what makes you think I didn't do it? And he goes, because of the language they used. So obviously, obviously I'd say things like, you know, he's a fucking, he's a good pup or whatever. Like, so then about a week or two later after that, he was like, this is special. This is like from my, my cousin in Oaxaca. And I just took a sip. I've just been like, you know, polite. And then pretty much, I think I nailed the most of that bottle by the end of that night. Because I was like, what the Did fuck Did it just this? rock your fucking oh world? Oh my God. It was like oh my the best goodness. of everything. It was like the smoky, the this, the that. Just and then it was coming from somebody. You know I mean, it's like right. It's like somebody baking you a cake. I, that's. I mean, you're speaking my language, man. To me, yeah. agave spirits in general, but specifically mezcal, it's like sipping somebody's family tradition. Yeah, it's like it's, eating somebody's grandma's food. Absolutely. You know? And again, it's one of those things where growing up where I grew up and being around, you know, say Scottish, Irish, all that kind of stuff with the whiskeys, it was more stripped down, raw mm-hmm. version because it was like, no, no, that guy's dad makes it. Right. Not. Oh no! You buy this from Glen Fittich, or right. you buy this from. It's like, or like he no, owns a distillery. No, he's fucking getting no, in that's, there. That's right. his donkey. Like that's the fifth son in the family. Right. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. With growing older, as we all do, seemingly, I obviously don't drink as much as I did because of circumstance and situations and all this kind of things changes. You know, you grow older, you have kids, you do whatever, you you mature a little bit. So your body, for me, it just like starts not yeah. wanting so, to do so, that so, anymore. So, yeah, so your hangovers so, get gnarly. Yeah, so if I'm going to drink, I want to drink something that's on point in terms of like, I don't feel like as many people are getting kind of gypped so over. So something <laughs> like, that's you know, it's worth the fact that you're going to have yeah, that well, it's drink. Like, well, it's yeah. like, so if I'm, I'm going to drink beers, like I want to Quality drink, over quantity. Oh, without a shadow. Yeah. So long story short, my wife was pregnant with our second kid, super close to like laying the egg. 
and she didn't want me working in the bars when we just moved here like immediately. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And she goes, but like, you should still try and pick up a job. Because we were, because we <laughs> You're were, like, this is a tall order. And I mean, just fucking sad because like, we are not fucking rich far from it. But we were in a good situation in terms of, I'd worked in New York for over a decade in good places, making good money, but with a good rent situation. And sure. I walked to work. There was no like, you know, I was taking cabs here, there and everywhere. There was no like fancy schmancy bullshit going on. So when we moved out here first, um, I started, I worked at Trader Joe's for about eight months because I was like, okay, there's one near where I live. It's a, actually, that's, I know so and many people that work at TJ's. Oh yeah, but here, my, my reckoning was, where can I meet the most consistent group of freaks mm. in a spot Right, I don't have to like them all. They don't have to like me, but like, if you're gonna meet a bunch of quirky fucks in LA, TJ's. Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's is a pretty mm-hmm. good start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Trying also, to... always cool people. Oh no, absolutely. Yes. The thing is, that I find incredibly funny is that it's not funny. It's terrible to say, but because uh, it is a tragic comedy, so maybe it is funny actually. Is that <laughs> society is no problem dictating? You know what? Go to this place. It's fucking amazing. This hotel, this rooftop bar, this cocktail place. Da-da. They have the best of everything. They've got 15 year old this. They make these cocktails. But at no point do you hear as like almost like a public announcement, tip the bartender. Yep. I was getting a dollar a drink Ugh. 20 years ago. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that was, that's like the standard back then. And it's still 20 years ago. Well, I feel like at this point, like a lot of people do too, which is like, thank you. Like, really, thank you. If, if- I'd love to work where you work consistently because <laughs> I, I, I work in one of those kind of, I work in three different places and it's kind of, I work in yeah. the top, middle, and bottom. Tip doesn't. Uh, tip, tipping has nothing to do with inflation. Absolutely, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you can you can show up to work one day and they'll be like, "Oh, uh, our old fashions are a dollar more now." You're like, "Okay." And that, but then and they take a quarter away from your you, tip. Yeah, yeah, you're the lowest man or lady on the totem pole. Interesting. And, and yeah. I think that um, I think that as much as there's this huge push about you know educating people about liquor and wine and beer and craft and fucking you know passion that people have for what they're doing. That girl or that guy who's buying that bar on a Friday or Saturday night in particular, they're here on a Friday and Saturday night, 52 weeks of the fucking year mm-hmm. to serve you because in their minds, they, they, they're into this. You mean, yeah. We're into this. I'm into this. Yeah. I, I, like, I'm into I, it. I, I like giving good, as weird as it sounds to all you who don't work in bars, I actually love giving good service to good people because it's, you don't know what's going to come after the fact. Nobody seems to give that any kind of credence in this society in terms of you're there stirring stuff for 12 seconds, doing this, double shakes, putting a fucking egg white in, fresh, pop, 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 pop. There you go, sir. There you go, dear. Yeah, you're complimented. Your flowers at you. Where's my gold medal? Yeah. And again, but I don't expect, I don't expect, you know, I don't expect you to show up and be like, if you're going to buy a $10 drink or a $12 drink, and you're going to order two or three of them. Don't make it look like a fucking struggle to give that lady or that guy behind the bar. 20%. I, my point is, is that I'm going to do everything on my end to make this cool. I'm not going to be fucking, I'm not going to be pressuring you into shit. I'm not going to fucking whip money off a bar. Yeah. I'm not going to be fucking like, I'm the most please, thank you, all the rest of it. And I go through those motions consistently so that it's up to you, the patron, to mess up whatever our relationship is. Right. Well, my thing is I came from really, like, kind of humble beginnings in the bar world because I always, like, it's, it's going to sound really fucking weird to a lot of people listening if you're not in the same, like, headspace as me. But 
I always wanted to be a bartender. As soon as I start understanding like the, the bar world, I wasn't, I was never like, I'm going to go to college. I wanted to be mm-hmm. this. I want to be that. I always knew from like a teenager that I did not want to have any desk job. I, I do art and I want to bartend. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. And I worked a lot of really shitty jobs before I started bartending and like really, really labor intensive jobs mm-hmm. and really like grueling jobs and really gross jobs. I was bloody. I was like beat up. I was like, I, I worked really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And um and then when I started bartending and for, for, for minimum wage, which my first job I started working at, I made $4.75 an hour. And so... When I started bartending, the patrons were sitting at the bar and were giving me their hard-earned money. Mm-hmm. I had this epiphany of just like so much gratitude. Every time somebody would give me a tip, and at that time, it was like the dollar per drink. And it, and it was for a Coors Light. Uh-huh. And it was for like SoCo Lime or whatever. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and it was a dollar per drink. And every dollar they gave me, I was I literally would look at them and be like, that so, is so nice, dude. And, and my like, switch with that was I went from being in Dublin – in college, which is relatively free. So we don't have that experience of if I go to college, it's going to cost me gajillions of dollars. Right. Get, right? You're going to be in debt for the rest of your life. I live that to my wife. Thanks, honey. Um, <laughs> but the thing was, I went from a situation of working happily. I mean, happily, three, four nights a week in a club in Dublin, bar club in Dublin, but happily working because I was not sitting at a desk. Yeah. Right. I was able to hang out with people like mine. I'm, I'm a music person. And networking, yeah. And just, yeah, but my, my networking was just, it was before networking in my eyes was networking. Which and was like friends. Like, You're yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. You hang out where? You've had a fucking... Okay, let party. me look at this table. I met you through bartending. I met you through bartending. I met you through bartending. I've like literally met all my best group of people mm-hmm. either through bartending or being at a bar. Yeah. Who are all creative minded, all fucking cool and all collaborate to this day, right. from Baltimore to Santa Cruz, like now, around, you know, and at this point around the world now, it's a very too. Human like it's incredible. I can be me, and that's actually why I got hired because I am me. Well, what's, and what's, what's, that's <laughs> the difference between this and a desk job, you know? So I work at a place that's incredibly busy. So you pour Guinness to two pour. You leave it settle. I work in a bar that pours out of Guinness. A lot of our listeners are not bartenders. Can huh? you explain what that means with the oh, Guinness yeah. so, pour? Oh, yeah. So, sorry. So, when you pour a pint of Guinness, uh, just as a tradition and almost like a sales and marketing thing that Guinness did years ago, was that it's a two pour. Mm-hmm. Pour three quarters, leave it settle, bum, 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 top it off, everyone's good. So, you can, if somebody's ordering a big round of drinks, I'll say, can I get four Guinness, two Jameson Cokes? old fashioned whatever you're like okay cool no matter what they order you pour the Guinness first because it's got to settle it's going to take some time then you go off to your bits and pieces so I've turned around on occasion I've say maybe I've started off seven pints and I'll turn around four deep and I'll be six pints settling and I'll be like okay somebody just fucking some dickhead just stole <gasps> a pint okay uh, you don't you don't okay no I know what's going on Ba-ba-ba-bum. I noticed the two dudes who had that one girl, and that girl's not there anymore. And I'm cool. Finish everybody off. And then I'll turn to Chevo, my bar back. This, in this one particular case, there's been about at least a half a dozen. And I'll be like, hey, can you do me a favor? Just watch the bar for a second. And I'll sneak out around the behind the bar. And the bar, well, that particular bar I work at is pretty big, and there's a few different rooms. And I'll just, oh, there you are. And I'll, <laughs> see, and I'll see that three quarter pint of Guinness in the corner behind the fucking pool table. Uh. And I'll go behind them and I'll tap them on the shoulder and I'll take the drink from my other hand and I'll go, you really wanted this drink. 
let's have it and I'll pour it on them. <laughs> yes. I've done that yes. six yes. times now yes. my workout. The oh first time God. I got yes. the, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck are you doing? Do you doing? want me to call the cops on them? That's theft. So That's amazing. We, oh yeah, I've people wear it. That's so great. The last person who tried that shit um, on St. Patrick's Day, which, and let me just say this, I've worked in busy bars. St. Patrick's Day, that spot I work at, shit is show. out of fucking control. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and it's the, only it's the works number is because one. It's cash only. Yeah, it's we sell, LA. We sell more Jameson than anyone on this side of the Mississippi, I think. Mm. Now that that bar in San oh, Francisco isn't making Jameson fucking coffees. It's insane. But it was one of those where it was like, I know I might be busy, but don't think that I don't have the energy to go and fucking pour. <laughs> You're like, I am going to come over well, this. Oh my God, this you're wearing a lovely white hat. <laughs> well, and then like, they're going, well, what are you doing? I'm like, what am I doing? It, it's not about the cost of the drink because relatively it's like a low cost, but it's about the disrespect to you as a person uh, trying to make a decent living. Like, what, what motherfucker, I'm, I'm trying to work. I'm trying to feed my kids and you're going to come here and disrespect me? Saying, like, what that, the fuck? That's what I'm saying. Like, it goes back to what I was saying earlier on about I wouldn't have changed. I wouldn't change a second of yeah. my life what, up until right. about an hour or two ago when I met you, fucker. <laughs> that's a different Yay. conversation. You know, we've anyway, heard that once or twice. That, that's a, that's a, our next podcast. Oh, is how we changed everyone's <laughs> life. Bring them back. <laughs> um, but it's it's that thing of you know, there's all these shows about you know bartenders and alcohol and the craft and like people making the booze and the wine and the grapes and the this and the that and but at no point in my eyes is there anybody saying is there not a person who's doing this shit for you oh yeah we're all doing it like yeah. this is what this podcast is about but that's what i'm saying it's, it's that yeah. thing of like i very rarely will say something that i haven't done yet about what i want to do you know kind of, i'm one of those people who's like it's done read it but one thing i think that I would like to do, and why I'm saying it now, I think, is because I think it takes more than one person to do this. Sure. Is that I think we need to corner one of the bigger liquor brands, probably a Jameson. I was going to say Jameson. probably the easiest one out there, right? And be like, hey, let's just do pop-ups around LA to teach people, not in a condescending way, about how you should behave in a bar. In terms of like, respect the fact that, do you think that security guard really wants to sit there and fucking do what he's doing now? Probably not. But if he's going to do it, at least be pleasant and have him out. Right. If you guys at a bar, know that, you know, there's certain etiquette that maybe you haven't been taught before. Oh, yeah. Well, I had to learn it. Dude, when I was a fucking young, I was just like a fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah. But there's a difference. My thing I, I can be a nightmare still. All, all honesty. Everyone, everyone has their moments. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> right? But, uh, but I just think there needs to be a little bit more emphasis put on... The, well, I think people don't realize is that but that's what I'm saying is, product but, but is they have to realize nobody's yeah. making them realize it's yeah. like it's like it's like sex education if you stick your cock in there and you don't wear a fucking condom there's no shit happen. can happen if you grab that but half Guinness, Guinness then you are probably gonna wear it yeah, yeah because it's not finished yet oh maybe we can get this a thing in cocktails anyone who like if anyone ever steals a half beer being poured that everyone who listens is a bartender if you, you steal it head. we're gonna pour it on you yeah, yeah. just do yeah. that it's, it's so easy I'm down it's for that it's gonna cost you about 77 cents it probably feels really good hopefully you have a bouncer that really help you out <laughs> it's also this weird like notion between guests and like bartenders sometimes that it feels like 
There has to be a constant war. And like, no, dude, I'm here for you to have a good time. But, but that's Why the thing. are you antagonizing me? I had two well, girls I recently. I, I, I have a theory on I that. Have, I had two girls recently that came. Well, I wasn't. They ordered from a server. And obviously, the servers get drinks through us. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they said that their Campari sodas taste like water. And she said that she's a bartender. And she always drinks Campari sodas. And that yours tastes like water. And I'm like, well, I pour two ounces of Campari in each of those with soda water. I will gladly make them them again. I will gladly make them in front of them if they're bartenders to, for them to see there's two ounces of mm-hmm. booze in there. I don't know what to tell you. If they want a double, they should pay for a double. Yeah. So then she goes back out there, whatever. And then they're like, they walked out. They looked at the server goes, they walked out on me. They looked at me and they said, we're not paying for this shit. It's water. And they walked out. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. But like, what benefit do I have in short pouring you? Mm-hmm. Do you think I make money because... off giving you half a pour? Because I don't. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to have a good time. I want you to come back. I'm trying to accommodate you. I'll make the drink again in front of you. But you want to be a dick about it because you think I'm against you. I'm not. I yeah. want you to have a good time. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, I think there's a stigma. Like, oh, well, I was going to say earlier. Is I think I, I do kind of understand the concept of that because I think that there has been a bartender thing that has happened like in the past where and bartenders that still kind of have that attitude of i controlled this bar and if you're an asshole i am going to short pour you if you're an and like so some people are assholes and they know yeah. they're being assholes so That's they go true. oh my shit's fucking shit shitty right. i'm an asshole and it's like kind of like a reflection of themselves you know what i mean but it always is though yeah exactly yeah anytime anyone has really a problem it's like a reflection of their own like fucking like self you're but. in a place to get away from it all yeah like in reality like in reality we're drug dealers Oh, 100% we are. In a, in a legal den. And it's up to me to gauge, or you to gauge, or you to gauge, like, what's going on in your, between your brain, your mouth, and everything else. Don't come at me for your shortcomings. Right. My job, that's why I say to people, like, my job is, it's very simple on paper. I put liquid in a glass. I open something. I put it in a glass. So much but, more than that. But, but in reality... It's more than 99.99% of the people could ever fucking handle. Never mind for a half an hour. You're talking about doing it for six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours in a row. That's a, that's a skill set. So it's that skill set. And for somebody who's going to sacrifice their Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights to do that. Holidays. Because they know that they yeah. got holidays, all that kind of shit. Because they tap into that. Because they go, hey, I can do this with a smile on my face. It doesn't mean I have to do X, Y, and Z. But then more often than not, you know, like all you guys, creative people. So if you're a creative person, you need space and time to be creative. Bartending, serving, servicing should allow you that thing of I'll fucking put three, four days hard in. Then I'll get three, four days off to work on my passion. Right. Right. That's but, that's what the best part about our job is. Though. It really like, is. I love it. Absolutely. That's why but, we can do cocktails. Absolutely. But I feel though that the work of a bartender in Los Angeles, more so than anywhere I've ever lived, which is yeah. a few it's a, places. It is a different beast it's here. Just, it, it's, I'm not saying that everyone's an asshole. They're not. I've met some of the most fucking fantastic people, present company included, here. But I feel Touché. that Touché. But, Thank you. But I feel like your average run-the-mill Joe or Joanne, it's not like a, a slap in the face. It's just kind of like a, let me, let me lock arms with you and let's go for a walk around the lake. 
So here's what's going on. So I got, like, do you know what I mean? Like, just that thing of like, I'm not, like, are you talking about like the short pouring and stuff? Like, I'm not here to fuck you over. Right. I'm a fucking clown as far as you're right. concerned. So I'm going to give That's you all the balloons I have. I want, I want to do like a social experiment with the entire thing because I, I mean, I do understand where you're coming from because I did bartend on the East Coast and like, I do feel like it's a different beast here. On the other hand, I think it's an interesting beast. An and again, I'm not, and again, this is not me saying that people are assholes. I'm just saying that people aren't informed enough. Uh, basically, as a bartender, when you put, you're putting your heart and soul into creating an experience, it's not just the drinks, like it, it's an experience. You're putting like everything out of yourself to make sure that the people I'm you that me. you are, are happy. I'm giving you my yeah. perspective on life. So, when you feel like you're doing a really good job and you're and the people are get, like responding back to the entertainment that you're giving them um and you're like okay I'm doing a great job they really like everything I'm doing it's like really rewarding at that point but then when you get the check and there's a tip that is not equivalent to the job that you did absolutely it, it's not it's man. not just a slap in the face like for with, me with a smiley face what what it feels like to me is my stomach wrenches like physically mm-hmm. and i i feel physically physically feel like i've been punched because everything i've like tried to do to help you basic like who tip poorly like basically yeah. like really really hurt my feelings yeah <laughs> and it's, and it's not just like it's, it's not that they're yeah. bad people it's just that they're maybe not informed to, right. that's my point right to elaborate on that if you know what it feels like it feels like a secret Santa. If you get something that you go out of your way, you spend money, you get a personalized mm. engraved, like really think about this and you're stoked, you can't wait to see the expert. And then you get a pencil or something, like yeah. you get something real dumb. That's how it feels like when you really like go out of your a way. Alufa? Alufa. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Is it is it talk tale? Talk talk tales. Talk tales. Get it right. Get it right. Oh left. Get it right. Help. <clears throat> oh. Uh, Shana, who says Shana? I don't know what this is. Oh, I hear. Hello. On top of the desk, and I finally made oh, my way yeah. up here. Oh, I, I, well, I did. I just, I, I heard everything that was happening, but I didn't realize you were here until I just saw you. Like, yeah, you are. You're up on our uh, table here. Miss, Olive. It's been a long journey from a pit to a tree. I grew up in an orchard and the farmer chose me I went on to a truck and then into a jar And then by golly, right into your bar Hey bartender, choose me Hey bartender, for that martini Hi, Miss Olive Miss Olive uh, Oh, just Olive I are, are, are you lost? 
<laughs> Do you need directions? No, I think I, I am the opposite of lost. I have found the place that I am supposed to be. The Talk Tales podcast. Yeah, oh, this is Talk Tales. Yes. Hi. Uh, Hello. You've talked about um, martinis. Yeah, um, I think we have extensively. Yes, I am looking for a martini in which I belong for the rest of my life until I am eaten. And oh, I am hoping that you might have the chosen martini for olive me. Olive in a martini. I, I mean, you are a little olive. You're sitting here on our table here. It's funny because I never expected an olive to be able to talk, but here we are and you're on our mic. I mean, anything can happen here at Talk Tales, so I'm not that surprised really, but you are quite a cute olive. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. So um, I get chosen. So you're looking for your martini match? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. I've been sitting um, in bride for several months now, just waiting to be skewered or um, sorry, pricked by a cocktail. Miss Olive, stick. we're drinking old fashioned variation today. No martinis. What an old fashioned. But you uh, don't oh, be too gosh. Oh, like no. turned off because you like technically you can put a olive in old fashioned oh, if you no. wanted to a little bit more savory. Sure, yeah. Really, you could. Um, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that I? I look, I look maybe a bit juicy or oh, no, olive. temptake for for your um well, for olive, your fashions. Yo, you look amazing. You're you look great. Olive. You look, um, well, I mean, I would definitely take a bite out of that. It's olive. just, it's. I, I, I don't want to be ungrateful. It would be very nice to be in your old fashion. It's just that it's always. Oh no. It's I always know. been my dream to be, to be in get... a martini. You know, it's what we all look up to. We all look up. It's, it's what we look forward to. Sure, sure, to, sure. You know? I well, get let's it, see, girl. Olive, you found your yourself to the podcast how did you find yourself to the podcast well i was sitting in um, my old juices in a bar and um, uh, the bartender uh, put the radio on or i think maybe a podcast and uh, i heard these lovely um sounding people one lady i think was you a uh, very uh, kind of a high-pitched voice maybe oh, yeah, a, sort of a bit like loud. nails like nails chalkboard yes yeah. yes like that yeah. and uh, she was very friendly and very talkative yeah i would imagine that's and me. uh she said that she was at the time she was sipping on a martini and i've been trying to find my way into one. Oh, fantastic so well I, all of that i mean okay this sounds very like i do recall one of the episodes we were drinking martinis i, yes. I actually feel like it was the first episode it was a, a story of bianco and uh yes. adele our mixtress who's sitting in here with matt she i she made that martini <gasps> you made yeah it? she's right here oh my god do you know who got in uh was it my friend um, Olive? Well, or was uh, it my, maybe well, it was my okay, old friend I, I really, Olive? I really don't want to disappoint you. Oh, um, for that drink, we actually went with an orange peel. <gasps> what? Oh, I, okay, well, I know, I know. You I did know. not. I know. I mean, it was like a orange bitter situation involved, and it just paired oh better. Was it? Horrible? I'm sorry. I didn't think that I would I be mean, offending. It was pretty good. I never thought I'd be offending an I Olive just... at this point. We we go through our whole lives waiting to be in a martini. Oranges have so many other opportunities. They uh, could be they could be in Aperol spritzes. They could be in old fashions. They could I, be in all sorts of cocked. We we uh, we are ready for this. We are ready to be in gin. We are I, ready to be in vodka if the worst comes to the worst, but uh, to be usurped by an orange peel is well, okay, I positively do have to frightening. I, I mean, I feel like I have to apologize. It's, it's a cocktail that I learned from a, a good friend of mine that works at the varnish. Horrible thoughts. <laughs> 
I, I, you know, I'm so I never thought about so that before. Now, when I put an orange peel somewhere, I should be like, you should be grateful because you could have been Jesus, bitch. Well, yeah. what do you, but yeah. I mean, Olive, do you, what do you think about like the oranges being peeled? Isn't that like skinning them? Well, no, that's what they're waiting for. Oh, they wish for it? Oh, yes. Do you oh. Get- oh, I would say they, 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 they roll about at night waiting for the peeler to come down towards their dimpled flesh. Like, fantasize about it. So you've all, like, talked about this. Well, I I did have a conversation with an orange a a few months ago, and we were sitting in the same bowl. I I was in there by accident. (laughs) I would imagine. What, did a bartender accidentally fling you across the the bowl? They were playing some sort of game where they tried to throw me at... He tried to throw me at his friend bartender. Oh, yeah. I've played that. I've played that game. Sorry. Is that... Is that, is that looked down upon? Well, I, I, I would rather be sitting in bride, really, because I get very, very dry, especially if I'm sitting beside the oranges, and they're very large. They're quite intimidating. Well, actually. then after you're thrown, what's the chances of you being put into a martini? They're minimized. They're very dangerously minimized. But at, maybe at a dive bar, the likelihood of you going Thankfully, back into Thankfully, I was plucked out. I had some fluff on me then, and I was very dry. And uh, we had um, my one of my favorite bartenders. I know he's got very rough hands. And he picked me up from beside my orange friend, who I had become quite close with at the time. We were both commiserating not being chosen for drinks. And he picked me up. He, he sort of brushed the fluff off the side of me, and he dipped me in with the other olives and, and then i remember it was just who were you next to refreshed did you did you know the guys you were next to oh well when i was in the orange bowl i was next to big well oh yeah yeah he was very large and uh very focused and driven about getting it in all fashioned uh, miss olive how do you feel about blue cheese Oh, I would love blue. I would love it to be in me. You want to be stuffed by blue cheese? Oh, get in me, blue cheese. One day, maybe. <laughs> it, I'm it, empty it, right now. It's just a big hole. Oh, so you're just yeah. a big hole gaping. right now. I was gaping, positively Wait, gaping. Wait, are you still? Do you? So you've been pivoted. Well, yes, my knot was taken out of me, Fixed. and uh, yeah, I was castrated. Or oh, that probably happened before you went in the jar. It did. It happened right when I was picked. They picked me, and then they plucked me, or whatever you would say. They picked the the, the stone picked out the of me, and and really at that stage, you're hoping maybe you might get stuffed. You might have a bit of blue cheese in you. You might have a a, a pimento pepper. Does, is any other olive something. actually go through that process of like be, as they're picked? Oh, they go well, directly flipped. My other friend Laura, she had a fat bit of blue cheese stuffed right, right away and I was beside her empty and alone just waiting for something to be stuffed up inside me just feeling the did, hole just wondering when something would go in it <laughs> did you feel that um, maybe she was, did you have some jealousy of this oh I was very jealous of her I told her that I said you look like a fat fucker oh that's I'm a bit so, I know I was very angry in those days but uh, now I'm, I'm much Olive, more how, how long ago was that how that long was have you two been, days how ago. How long have you yeah. been canned? It's, well, we, uh, the time is a little bit different for us. I've been canned for... Um, What's your shelf date? I, I actually went off four months ago, which it, it doesn't, oh, it doesn't look here? good for my, um, for my chances of getting in a martini, but I was hoping that your standards were very low. So... Olive, um, I mean, I kind of yeah, saw what was happening. Like, nightmare. it was coming out of the corner of my eye. Like, there's a gap under our door. 
like as you were coming in and the things were happening, I was like, I was, I kind of didn't think it was real because um, what I was rolling, all of rolling into the into our a podcast. But now that we're talking, I feel like this is very real. And, oh, um, I'm I'm very real. I'm very alive. Real as fuck. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, for you to get here, I really appreciate it. And for you to even talk to the podcast is really cool as an olive. Um, and groundbreaking. Yeah, incredibly. Some, some if say. science wants to like chime in here, fuck please. You, is Bourdain? this the first non-human <laughs> guest we've ever had, Shauna? I think it is might this be. Food Network on steroids. I mean, all questions I have no idea right now. Okay, so, Miss Olive, how do you feel being something other than martini? Like, maybe like a pasta puttanesca or like an appetizer? Oh, it's very uncontroversial. I just. Oh, okay. So, your your priority is to be stuffed by cheese and then plucked and put the blue cheese in me, get a big cocktail stick, prick me with it, and then. Place me on the top of a gin martini. Okay, this is my Touch question for you, idea, Olive. But I know that's so. Since you are here, I do have some gins here. Do gin. you know this? What? Yeah, this is cocktails. We have a collection of uh, nice, really nice spirits. We got is it uh, Blanc? Yeah, is it, yeah, is it is Hendrix or Botanist? If it is, I might lose my shit. Well, um, so I mean, to meet those I don't two. know if it matters to you, but does it matter what gin you go into? Oh, it does. It does. And if you put me in like Gordon's, I will cry stuff. myself to sleep. Which one? If you put me in Gordon's or some kind of well I like Gordon's. Well, she likes, I just, she likes I feel like navy I'm, strength. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I'd love something a bit French floral, Navy baby. I would even love a bit of Plymouth, New York Distilling you know? Company, I could, maybe. I could be maybe. right to Plymouth. Perry Scott. Plymouth fucking Navy. Get up what there. What's something girl? fancy like St. George? Oh, I could do St. George. I could do. I could even do Wilder. I could see the dark side. <gasps> oh, that's that's even close Ooh. to here. That's Ventura. I could try that. I mean, I, I hope it would accept me. So you're not a boodles girl, then, are you? <laughs> I would okay. rather not. All right. Well, you know, you're so charming. Um, you are so charming. Uh, hold on. Give me Will a second. Will you tell that just, to the gym? Just give, just give me a second. I got to um, go over the, the liquor cabinet here. The liquor, oh li- the liquor library from what I'm she's looking at. She's opening the liquor cabinet. Christ. She's opening it. Oh, my God. Is that gin? Is that okay. gin? Is that gin? Um, Is that gin? It's, it's gin. It's fucking gin. Okay. It's fucking um, gin. She's taking some gin out. No, she's okay. not. She's not. Oh, my God. What is it? Oh, my God. I am so nervous. Is the day coming? Olive. Is it, is no, it about it's just to happen? you, Olive. No. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm freaking out. I should calm, I should calm down. I, I'll calm down. Okay. Oh, you got this, girl. Um, Olive, I have some good news. Good news and bad news. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, okay, I'm ready. We'll start with the start bad. With, we'll start with the bad news. Okay, start with the bad news. Um, I accidentally squashed your friend. <gasps> uh, I, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't even know that it was a thing. Wait, but, like, was... but it was like I was had olives out for martinis the other night, and like I muddled it down and then like messed up the martini, so I threw it out. Oh, all right. Are you cool with that? Someone I don't know, like... I mean, I don't know if you know him or not. Probably not. Sounds okay. like a wanker. Oh, okay, okay. So right. maybe that's not bad news. Good news is I Go got on, some Monkey 47. News. You what? Monkey 47. You've got Monkey 47? I do. She's a fancy bitch. Oh, my God. I do. I do have Monkey think, 47. Do you think he would let me in? Him. <laughs> I got to ask the monkey. He wants to be in you Hey, first. monkey. Hey, monkey. <laughs> She wants to be in here. <laughs> she wants to get in here. Not tell sure him it's gonna work. Tell so. him I'm really nice and I'm quite moist and yeah. um, 
I do have a big hole, but it's not too gaping. And but he that, is a I'm suppository really... all at the same I do. time. Wait, I wait, do. wait. Let me get let me get a response from Monkey. <laughs> that sounds like a drunky monkey. <laughs> I think I think he's into it. It's just, it's a dream come true. I, I knew, I knew when I started rolling the whole way over here. I've been rolling for weeks now. Wait, been, are, you, are, you, are you on fucking Molly? You <laughs> no, I've just been, that's, that's my mode of transport as an olive. Burning man. I knew, I knew it would be worth the while. You've been rolling for weeks? Cool. No, literally, she's an olive. <laughs> it's finally happening. She's the legs. Oh my God. Adele, here's the monkey 47. <gasps> I'll stir, uh, I'll stir it. You want it stirred, not oh, shaken, right? I, I or am I going to have to kick I, you out? I'll, I'll be honest. I'll take it any way, any way at all. Fair uh, enough. I mean, just, uh, it looks so inviting. I want to jump in there. Roll me in. I am ready. <laughs> I am ripe. I have a gaping hole, but not too gaping, monkey. Not too gaping. And I will plop right in there. It's happening. <laughs> I don't think uh, she's in there. She's <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, you want to do the honor shot? Are yeah, you kidding? Yeah. Olive, Olive, are you she's kidding? having the time of her life. Oh shit. <laughs> Shana, do you want to do the honor and try this martini? Olive, are you okay? Oh shit, uh, she's drowning. I'm on his egg. I'm having the best time. He's drowning, guys. It's oh, my God. destiny. Shauna, I think no, it's Olive, not. No, no, I feel like you shouldn't go yet. I feel like you shouldn't go yet. Olive, wait, no, wait, no, no, I love it. I no. like this. No, Olive. wait, I'm having the best. Olive. I regret everything. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Olive. Olive, I'm sorry. We love you. Oh. Shana, you ate Olive, but that's what she would have wanted anyways. She was cool for a while. She really, <laughs> really wanted to get eaten and get her gaping hole stuffed with blue cheese. i got to cancel that IG request. <laughs> <laughs> Olive, you were cool. Olive, you were really cool. She got what she wanted at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. What more do you want from life? You know what I mean? She like, died. E- 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 evil Knievel. Doing what she wanted to do. She died. Do it. Oh fuck! She got regurgitated. Oh, coming out! Uh, this is fucking oh, bullshit oh. out here. Shut up! You okay? Shut up! I'm getting out! Shut up! No! Shut up! Shut up! You okay? Oh! Olive! Olive! Is that what you're I regret everything. That was fucking horrible down there. Oh my god, Olive! Are you okay? Wait, I have been misinformed. You're a strong lady, Olive. I thought I was going to be rolling around in gin and then someone fucking bit down the middle of me. You wanted to, though. No, I wanted to be rolling in gin. What was that? What was that, Olive? Shauna? You're missing the entire bottom half of yourself. (laughs) Oh, my God. I am cut in half. You're crotchless. I... I'm wearing a crotchless bikini and Here, I'm not cover, cover yourself part up. of the situation. I feel up. so Here. embarrassed. God. I feel so... Like, why did you swallow me? I was oh, having a boring. great time in there. Okay. Olive, are you going to be okay? You're embarrassing me. I'm embarrassed. 
I, I'm embarrassed for myself. I'm, <laughs> frankly, I'm embarrassed for all olives. I had no idea that that was what was. Well, what was now I mean, you have a platform now. Do you want to let all all all, all olives know what they have if, to get into uh, olives, sisters, brothers, <laughs> uncles, uh, granduncles? Don't go in the gin. The humans are fucking with you. They will take their big ugly teeth and they will bite you and they will swallow you down. There is no gin where you are going. There is no vodka where you are going. There is no whiskey where you are going. If you can stay in the glass, that would be preferable, but otherwise stay in the fucking brine. The human situation is a fucking nightmare. Get out of there. You're a pioneer. Okay. Seems legit. Uh, that being said. You're a pioneer of your own. Save lives. Your own type. Yeah. That being said, um, thank you, Olive. For... I regret everything. I have to Olive, find a new do you have path. Any, do you have anything to do? I mean, I have to find. What are you going to do now? I have to find a new job. I don't want to be a bar Olive anymore. To get back on the tree. Or what about olive oil? Maybe get on a pizza. I don't know. I just I want to stay away from it, the insides of your stomach. Ooh, olive oil might be in the wrong way. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, if you want to hang luck, around, man. if you want to hang around and like talk about it, and, like we figure out a new path for you, because I do like you. <laughs> I'm just not sure I can trust you anymore. Get out of your system. In there, but I'll try. I, I mean, I I did burp you up. You did. Thank you. Right. you I do like you. Vomit and burp. Is that the same thing? No, that's true. Okay. That's true. Sorry. Uh. Okay. So, uh, we got to get do one thing. We got to do a bar story. Yeah, cool. one. I've got many. Oh, so I'm we're, sure we're you do. do. Like, I'll give you choices. You can do. Um, yeah, let's do inspirational. No, no. Uh, um, I feel like we've been inspirational this whole time. Teaching you a fucking lesson. Wait, no, that might be What? was the third? Dumb shit. Dumb shit. Okay. Let's go dumb shit. Wait, wait, wait. But there, there's four of that. Okay. Is that time? Go ahead. Settle in. And get yourself something to sip on. Let's, Let's go, on go on a journey, journey together, together into, into the, the magical, magical and sometimes insane world of bartending. The mic is you. Okay, so we're going to go with silly story. So uh, I used to work in this bar that was like down the street from me in Brooklyn in uh, Greenpoint. It's called the Pencil Factory. It's still there. And it's on a cool little corner in Greenpoint, a uh, block from the East River, X, Y, and Z. Just magical. So one night on a Saturday, we'd like an open door policy. That means nothing to do with you humans. That's got to do with our doggy friends. So we were dog friendly. And one Saturday night, working away, busy, busy, busy. Couple comes in. They've got like their border collie. The cutest little thing ever. And she's like chilling in the corner. We're a busy bar. It's dark. It's probably 10 years ago more. Candles. No cell phones with Instagram. All that kind of jazz. Mm-hmm. So we're busy and I hear this scream. I hear this, oh my God, what the? And I look I look around the corner and there's this lady and her, her boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it was. And they have this border collie and this pit bull had come in off the street, which we found out later on had been basically a fighting pit bull. That um, oh, some neighbor, because no. it was like, this is like old school Brooklyn. This is yeah. before Starbucks. <laughs> and this pit bull had escaped from this situation where it had been fighting for its life literally came into our bar and then attacked this dog oh no so i hear this screaming like oh my god i'm like what the fuck and i turn i see this rabid dog attached to this border collie 
And this oh, is where, no. as many of you people, regardless of being a bartender or bartending or service industry folks, adrenaline kicks in. And adrenaline makes you do things you don't realize you can do mm-hmm. in certain situations. Did you get in there? Oh, did I get in there? Oh, man. So, and this this story actually will solidify a bunch of stuff about my life. Uh, so basically, I jumped in there. And next thing you know, I had um, my hands in the mouth of a pit bull that I'm rolling around on the floor of a Saturday night at about 11.30 in a very busy bar in Brooklyn. I poured uh, a beer in the dog's ear to get it off the collie because I somehow remember that in the moment of madness. <laughs> so next thing I'm rolling around the floor with this dog and I've got my hands in its mouth, right? Rolling around and the dog gets up. The dog looks at me and is kind of like, I know what a dog, the dog has come from a terrible situation. Uh-huh. Right. The dog is not right. He's there's like, nothing, no, like, there's he nothing like, hey doggy, what's up? He's dog, like, the dog goes for me, like, to attack me. He's I, like, you're fighting me, I'm going to fight yeah, you. Yeah, totally. So the dog goes for me. Now, remember, this is in a bar full of 20-something-year-old hip Brooklyn fucks in, like, mm-hmm. 2008, nine. So nobody was jumping no in? No cell phones, no social media, no nothing. Like, it was just like, Ugh. So I'm rolling around the bar, I got, the dog's off, I'm rolling around the bar. And then we get up and then we had to square off and it was the weirdest thing ever because I remember hearing like an LCD sound system song in the background, like whatever it was like, dance yourself clean or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, and I'm looking at this fucking dog like, it's either you or me, motherfucker. Let's go. Let's and go. fucking Let's next go. thing, it goes like, fucking go for it, right? And I kick this dog, right? And then the dog jumps me. I've got the dog by the ears. And as I look up, I see like one of my friends who never comes to this bar ever because he's normally working at another bar yeah and he's standing in the door as i've got this dog like on the floor resting it and all i hear is jake going hey collie looks like i walked in on one of your stories not even joking yet. the girl i work with liz who is one of the greatest human beings actually if liz was here instead of me now you'd probably prefer this we love Liz. liz is in so, new york liz, still yeah and Liz, Shout out Liz. Yeah, Liz is the best. Liz is like off every social media platform ever. She's a graphic writer, graphic cartoonist, whatever. And Liz is like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I don't fucking know. So I kick this dog, and I've got, I've been in two fights in my life, but with my brother. Kick this dog, the dog like looks at me like, alright, fuck you. I'm like, I'm sorry, like I know you're in a shitty situation. I'm gonna have to <laughs> but kick you're you being again. a dickhead. Boom. Yeah. Dog fucking scarf was at the door. So next thing it became love fest to me because it was like, oh my God, I can't believe you jumped in there and sa- saved the dog. I was like, I wasn't fucking thinking. It's probably stoned. Well, I was stoned. And, you know, drinking, whatever the fuck, like, whatever, like, don't worry about it. And the couple are like, oh my God, like you saved the dog, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Flash forward a week, right? So I roll into work. Oh, yeah. It's about four or five blocks of my house. I roll into work. Hey, what's up, everybody? And Liz, who I work with, who gets in a half an hour before I do, goes, there's a cake for you. Oh, my God. I'm oh, like, excuse me? I'm like, there's a cake for you. And again, me being me, I'm like, for what? She goes, I think it has something to do with last week and the dog. And I was like, all right, well, let's, let's check out the card. Let's check out the cake. See what's going on. So I bust open the cake. And I was like, thank you, column. And like the shape of like a dog. Like, oh my god, so sweet. That's cool. Then I open the card and it goes, Dear Column, 
thank you so much for jumping in and saving Sadie's life. Aww. We're quite not sh- we're still not sure why you did this cuz it seems kind of reckless and dumb. <laughs> Evidently you've got no problem with being reckless and dumb. <laughs> so we baked you a cake because we didn't know what else to give you. Sadie's doing well. She only got 49 stitches oh on her oh head. Oh my god. But we'll be able to see you. La 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 la. Love Sarah and David. That's so sweet. So I'm reading the card. I'm like, I turn to Liz. I'm like, oh my god, they got me a cake and a card. And she goes, you're still a dumb fuck, Colm. <laughs> you are still a dumb fuck. Yeah, but also one of the best bartenders in the entire yeah. world. Okay, rapid guest question. Jeopardy like seven Can I days start? straight. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Okay, so I feel like you're going to do really well at this. Yeah. And yeah, Persia Adele, absolutely. I would love if you started. I'll start. You ready? Yes. What time do you wake up? Uh, 6.45. Liar. No. Really? Kids. Then I smoke weed and go back to bed. Okay, like I support hours. that. After dropping to school. All right. Colin, is yes. a hot dog a sandwich? No. If you were a cocktail, what cocktail would you be? Um... Um, I would be a Mesca old fashioned. Probably, but you can't answer his question. I, know, I guess so. yeah, but, uh, <laughs> um, I was, yeah, I, yeah, prob- a mezcal margarita. Okay, I yeah, support that something too. Like that. Yeah, a little bit of stuff. A man walks in the bar. Go. A what? It's a joke. You have to finish the joke. A man walks in a bar. Go. And he goes. Ow! The fuck's that doing here? Perfect. <laughs> If you're driving a train and there are five people on the track that the train would kill and you have a lever that will change the train to a terrifying blood-sucking monster that will kill you, would you pull that lever? Absolutely. Okay, that's a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> he fought a pit bull. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> it's more like wrestling. If a pot of gold does not exist at the end of a rainbow, what is at? The end of the rainbow. Ireland. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Oh, Most progressive yeah. place on the planet, bitches. Oh. When you stir a spirit for a cocktail, what do you think about? My wife. Do you see me in your nightmares? I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually see the gore. Or the, the gore? Guar? Yeah. yeah I, see, I see them in my nightmares. Then you coming out of the end going, yeah, I'm dude. the bass player, bitches. Coming, yeah, coming out of yeah, like, the, out of the, like the body yeah. and shit. Dude. Recipes, Dave yeah. Rocky. I, I saw your husband's boots upstairs. <laughs> Those are uh, mine. Oh, they were spikes? <laughs> Wait, we don't have spike boots, do we? These gore boots? <laughs> I'm thinking of a mythological creature. What creature am I thinking of? Um, Sasquatch? No. <gasps> I love Sassy. Um, Dracula? Nope. You get one more try. Um, Dracula? <laughs> uh, Loch Ness Monster? No, single centaur. Ooh, Locky. Those are all great options. Sassy and Locky. Awesome. Uh, you just created a new cocktail at your bar. What's the name of it? Go. You cunt. That's <laughs> <laughs> a half pour of everything. Boom, boom. <laughs> for your second round. Sweet. If you can drink only one cocktail for the rest of your life, what cocktail would it be? My wife. Oh. Love you, girl. If you <laughs> were to survive the apocalypse, and but in order to survive it, you had to keep half of your body human, but fuse your other half, top or bottom, of a different animal to survive. What animal would and what half? Um, I'd keep the bottom half me and the top half elephant. 
Just to, just to balance me out. For peanuts? Just to balance me out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, like... If a martini could talk, what would it say? Olive, I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I guess just told you a really bad joke. What's your fake laugh? It's actually... And this goes out to Jay at the Second Chance Saloon in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's silent. <laughs> Because when I was a kid, it's no word of like when I was a kid in Christian Brothers School in Ireland, I used to have like this terrible laugh and I used to get the shit like fucking slapped out of me. And then when I went to college, for whatever reason, I like went silent. So I'm like I'm like the mute laughter. No way. Oh yeah, no, totally. Like if something like funny happens, I laugh in mute. Like <laughs> Because it goes back to if I didn't it'd be that. What are you doing, Mr. Cunningham? Shut it down. No. Like if we that. sent you into hypnotherapy, would you remember the child laugh that you long forgot? Oh, totally. Can you give us a go? <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets like giddier and giddier and like winds up like one of those toys. Like an evil, can evil. Yeah, and then you get trouble, you get into tension, and you're like, you've got minus two. Alright, we got okay. one last question on this, and then we're gonna actually head our way out of this. Can you make me something good? Yeah. What do you like to make? Yeah. Do you have Red Bull? I actually randomly have a Red Bull in my bag. Um, if I was gonna make you something, would I make you? Actually, I would make you food mm, first. Even better. Thank you so much, you guys, for Thank being for part of the us. podcast today. That was amazing. But just to all of our listeners, if you have an amazing story that you want to tell us, or you want to, you can be a possible guest on Talk Tales, go to our website on www.talktalesthepodcast.com. And on our homepage, you can submit your stories or email us at talktalesthepodcast at gmail.com. And you know what? If you like our show and you're listening... Do us a solid. Subscribe and leave a review. That's like the easiest way you can help us out because it's literally just clicking a button. And those little clicks do a difference for us. It does. And yeah. And it did. 100%. And this is a DIY project. We are literally in a sweaty hole right now. I can um, actually contest that it's sweaty and it's a Oh. <laughs> we are sitting in a dirt hole, yeah. and we—it's why we have such amazing sound at this point. We're actually inside Olive's hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Olive's hole. covered in blue yeah. cheese. Yeah. Oh boy, this is a nasty, nasty. I'm not coming back next week. It's gaping. So, since this is a DIY project, and all the love we get helps us grow. If you want to contribute to that project, uh, you can contribute on our Patreon page. And that Patreon page is www.patreon.com backslash TalkTales the podcast. Or you can access that on our website at TalkTalesThePodcast.com. And you can access us on Instagram on our TalkTales the podcast. And I I do want to thank our good friend Josh for composing our theme song. And thank you to my brother-in-law Grayson for creating our Bass logo. And thank you so much, Adele, for filling in for Matt. You're, all, you're a, a gem and a gentlewoman yeah. and a scholar. I like that. And Matt, we miss you. Take it. And Olive, I'm glad I regurgitated you to come back. <laughs> best regurgitation ever. Yeah. 100% sure. best regurgitation. Best Doctor Who Olive vibe. Ever. Yeah. If, there, if there's yes. ever a, uh, a award session for best regurgitation, I think you would win. 
And uh, Olive, do you have anything to plug coming up? Um, I am just, uh, all the jids that are out there, if you want me in you, uh, especially Botanist, Plymouth, Hendrix, uh, the Posh Ones, uh, I am ready and I am waiting and I am gaping. Oh, Olive, you're such an open woman. Olive, open Olive. Thank you. Um, and then, Colm, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you want people to know? I um, just want to say to my son, Keen, I will not play Minecraft tomorrow. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, I know you're eight, dude, but it's dumb. Okay, next. Okay. All right. Well, that being said, that, guys, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, that being said, thank you so much for coming out. Adele, thanks for filling so in. Thanks for out on a giant cheers. Cheers, And collectively, can we all say... Tip your bartender. Please. Tip your, yeah. bartender. Tip your bartender. Don't drive drunk. Don't. Yeah, don't drive drunk. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. But don't take Metro. <laughs> we missed that disclaimer. Uh, as we are all responsible drinkers here on Talktails, do not drink and drive. And this podcast is actually for 21 and older. Yep. If you're younger, we do not condone your drinking. Nope. All right. <laughs> cheers. Wait it out. Bitches. Talktails. Talktails. Talktails.